You're listening to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to Only Here for the Wi-Fi. Today on the show, we have Bea M, a film producer, extraordinaire, creative artist, musician, uh, deluxe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we kind of, we've been uh, chatting it up on, on Clubhouse. You know, we've been moderating some rooms, meeting some people, making some big moves. And uh, today on the show, we're going to be talking about making movies in the corona pandemic. Yeah. Which is pretty wild. I mean, yeah, it is. Yeah. Let me just turn down this here music so that it's, is it okay? Is everything coming out clear? Everybody tap the hearts if the audio is coming out nice and clean and, and we good. Can you hear me well? I can hear you great. Yeah. You look lovely. You got the whole, you know, you got the whole. I changed the setup, you know, I have my. Yeah. You got your paintings in the background. Yeah. yeah something colorful, you know. Right, right. My, my view from the desk is not that uh, great. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's it's blessed and, and pro pro move, by the way, pro move to be able to see, you know, your your lovely artwork that you have kind of like, yeah, placed up. How long you been? Uh, how long you been painting for? Almost three to four years now. Yeah, mm. but it's film related too, so I'll I'll talk about that later. Why I paint and how it, I came to paint. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, you know, damn. <laughs> um. So yeah, you were you were gonna. You're going to tell us, or today's, you know, this is the first time I try to do a focused kind of podcast ever. Mm -hmm. Normally, I kind of just do this like free flowing, whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. Not going to lie, probably going to maybe, hey, do that. We can do that. You right. know? Like, I'm not going to talk uh, an hour about filming during yeah. the pandemic. I, I could do that. You got to wash know, your hands. It, it, <laughs> it's going to be maybe boring for some people. So, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, Look, I mean, it's just really fascinating to know how, um, you know, creative or thrifty or the way that people kind of work around things, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. For those of you who don't know, uh, Bea is currently based in Montreal. Uh, you know, you left Lebanon how many years ago? Eight years ago in 2012. Yeah. 2012. That was a while. I haven't been back. I've been back for one project, but not for a vacation or to visit family i've been so disconnected and uh, been, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. recently i've been trying to reconnect you know these couple of years but uh let's say the first five years were were a total uh, disconnection you know just trying to make it here and know about the country and the business and you know rebuilding myself from zero i had a career there i had you know a lot going on and then you come here I didn't know anyone in the business, anyone in the industry. I had to reintroduce myself, prove myself, you know, that I could do this or that or, yeah. Absolutely. I mean. So what are you burning? Oh, you know, you know what I'm saying? I'm just <laughs> doing sage. a little bit, doing a little bit of this, you know, this just to, because, you know, we got Sarah Barr the in the house. Oh, yeah. I need yeah. to get this energy, you know, <laughs> namaste in business, yeah. you know. Yeah. Let's do ums. <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to get on this tip. All right. I'm trying to get on this tip. First time. Um, shout out to Narcy, by the way, who who uh, who be doing that on on the lives as well. But uh, you know, it's 
it's kind of interesting how the universe works in that way and how, you know, the opportunities kind of unfolded for you to develop and, you know, of course, do uh, the good work that you are doing out in Montreal as opposed to in Lebanon, you know. Um, exactly. There's a pretty interesting kind of bridging that you and your sister are doing. Can you tell us mm -hmm. a little bit more about that? Like, what's the story with this? Well, not personally, but I support my sister in anything she does. So um, she launched recently a digital magazine with an amazing team called Arrawia. And this is a digital magazine for the diaspora, basically, that talks about art and politics and economics and uh, many other themes. Uh, but also Stephanie is involved with... Uh, hi, she's here. <laughs> With Mechterbin Mishtemain, which is a diaspora network um, in I don't know how many countries they are set now, mm -hmm. and they're trying to work uh, and help out Lebanon in any way possible. That's awesome. Uh, I was just Shout actually, yeah, obsessed. <laughs> is it say la? C'est yeah. la flaca. C'est la flaca. Yeah. C'est la flaca. <laughs> skinny. Well, the know, skinny one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a moment to uh, you know, Hi, acknowledge <laughs> acknowledge everyone in the chat. Banan salam al kel ulon. Hello, thanks so too much for you to being on the podcast. To join us, to you know, join like artists and podcasters. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, funny enough, I was actually uh, on a room in, in Clubhouse and I was mm -hmm. actually talking about uh, the Jobs for Lebanon uh, website, mm -hmm. if you're familiar with that. A little um, bit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go into details, but I saw uh, something pass. Right. Well, I mean, as essentially, it's like a platform for people to hire. You know, the diaspora—not even diaspora. Let's be honest. Just hire Lebanese. You know, mm -hmm. perhaps the diaspora that are abroad looking for, um, you know, freelancers or, or whatever that they're using that. Um, mm -hmm. You know. Because, like, you know, situation. But it's, a, it's an amazing crazy. initiative, you know. I think every per, every Lebanese person who wants to give back to the community and doesn't know how in their field of expertise, they could help someone else there, you know. Like yeah. for my for my single, I worked with Dear Nostalgia, and uh, uh, you know, she, she does collage and and really beautiful things, you know, for the cover. Of course, with the support of my friend Eli, who, who helped, and Stephanie uh, for the visual identity. But yeah, I, I try in every project to implement someone from there, uh, just to, to keep that connection and, and to Absolutely. expose them also, you know, because people over here do not sometimes know where Lebanon is, you know. We, we were on the map after maybe the Beirut explosion, but before that, it's very rare. Oh, I think we were on the map for a yeah. few things. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, some, some. Yeah, but yeah, you can't primarily, primarily though, right? Like it was like uh, CNN's best place to party. <laughs> Go to yeah. Skybar. I did a documentary about that. Always play Beirut. Oh, wow. You know? and, and the first video you see is like the guy from CNN insane. Um I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, Beirut is not known is known as a combat zone, but now Beirut is this, and you see like parties and you know. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not a lie. I mean, that's kind of you know one of yeah, the major industries. Yeah, we have this 
Oui, de joie oui. de vivre. Oui. Um, you want to practice your French with me? Let's let's try to do the podcast. I mean, you know, uh, let's not. You know, <laughs> let's let's save all the people the embarrassment for me. Okay. Okay. But, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Um, well, again, you know, going back to you know your craft and you mm -hmm. know the films that you're working on and things like that. Um, yeah. You were we were briefly having a, a bit of a, a talk before about. Um, you know, what you're currently working on and, and kind of like, you know, the, the hustle and the grind of pitching. So mm -hmm. how about you, you take us through the evolution. I'm someone, I don't know nothing about specifically, uh, mm -hmm. how it works in Montreal, maybe okay. differently than how it works in Lebanon. Oh yeah. Um, right. So like, why don't you run that back for us? Well, to start, um, the system here is different. We have syndicates, you know, for actors, for technicians, for directors, for producers. So if you want to really make it in the industry here, I would prefer that you'd start by getting syndicated because at least you'll have the syndicate backing you up and there are like minimum pay rules and overtime rules, you know, not like independent film where you know, you don't feel like backed up. I, I'm not pro syndicate, but to get into the American, to get into the big Quebecois movies, I think you have to go through this system to actually be on set or like, you know, get right. a project. Um, for funds and stuff, I think it's fun because when I left uh, Lebanon, I, I had really... Um, kind of you know doubt am i an artist and uh, do i just direct do i just edit do i you know and here i got the opportunity to realize that i was an artist you know i could do all of these and i, I was recognized at a, as an artist by the government by the conseil des arts du canada or quebec and many other institutions that um when they do recognize you because you will uh, submit a portfolio of your work you can start get getting grants and it's not just in 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 the movie industry but it's in the performance industry and painting and, and photography and so if you have a project and just put it together and send it in and you know get the chance to get funded once you get funded you know it will come. You just have to try, 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 and you will have a trillion refusal. It doesn't mean that your project is not good. It means that a lot of people maybe submitted, or right. this year they didn't have much money to, you know, um, give out to a certain number, or so a lot of odds play against you. But but that's for grants. If not, you'd have to like pitch for broadcasters like CBC or uh, TV Sync, and it depends what's what's the project about. Is it a web series? So you'll be approaching more web kind of, um, you know, here there's TV and Illico, they're like a Netflix, but, you know, streaming kind of uh, thing. Uh, in movies, you know, you, you approach production houses, or if you're an established producer, you could actually um, register in talent labs, not just in Canada, but all over the world and just go and pitch your idea and go into development. Once you go into the development, it's the writing phase. So you're into the research and just writing and scripting and, you know, laying down your synopsis, your characters. It's, it's like building up your Bible book. 
and after that you know uh, start prepping for uh, um, for the for uh, shooting so you have certainly an amount of uh, time to prep logistics you know where you're gonna shoot who are you gonna cast uh, what are they gonna eat permits for parking you know every single de detail that goes through the day uh, you have to think of and yeah. plan ahead. Do you have like a, a preferred caterer now in Montreal? That's like, well, if you, and recently, you know, most of the people are like to, to turning to vegan and vegan and, and then lactose free and, and you know, allergy all free, are, no peanut yeah, butter sandwiches so on like set. Complicated with catering, <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that also with COVID because a lot of things changed for catering. Right. Well, I mean, that's kind of, yeah. I mean, certainly you have, you know, uh, painted a, 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 I guess a lot more put together picture um, yeah. and also low key kind of hopeful picture in the sense that like, yeah, there are institutions and grants that you can apply for. Um, mm -hmm. I know I've tried and failed, um, mm -hmm. you know, but you have to try, try again, you know, like I, I've, I've submitted maybe four times, maybe, or three yeah. times. This year for the Conseil des Arts, I haven't heard of them yet, but, you know, I, I don't expect to get them, but it will not stop me to try, you know, try and, and push myself. How do you more. feel about people who are like pro at writing out grants, though? Who are like, <clears throat> well, I'm a grant writer. I'll get you the job. Just give me 25% of the budget and you got it, bucko. <laughs> you know, well, you can do that, but they, they will take certainly an amount of, of, of percentage and it's easy you have to just research and read how to really write and as like the first time maybe it's going to be hard but the second or third time they are all you know they all have the same kind of format uh into like submission a sub synopsis your project about what's going to be the effect on your career and where it's going to lead you and mm. that's it you know if you have people helping you crew or any other collaborators, you join their CVs and that's it Right. in, in a nutshell. Well, I mean, again, you know, I don't know about you, but one of the reasons why I think my grant never panned out was because it was like too Arab for mm -hmm. Canada and it was to Canada for Arabia, meaning mm -hmm. like the, the, uh, you know, Afak, for example, they're like, Hey man, we're looking for Arabic, uh, and middle Eastern centric kind of artists and things like that. So you being in a, a rock band that sings in English, Hey, maybe not the biggest deal for us right now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but then on the flip side in Canada, it's like, yeah, here it is. I'm trying to say, yeah, it's going to be mixed and, pr uh, produced and, or, or, uh, packaged or whatever in Canada. So it is going to be a Canadian product, but the, they're mm -hmm. like, what, like, what have you done in Canada? I'm like, well, mm -hmm. nothing yet because I've been, well, you know, all of our following and all of our prominence is in Beirut. And they're mm -hmm. like, yes, it's really interesting, but. Uh. But you have to choose. Like you have to choose where you're submitting and is it really um, working with what you're presenting, you know, like sometimes even in, in, in the same kind of, let's say, I, I don't know much about a fuck, but, you know, they have like a photography thing and 
uh, it's gonna no, not photography. That's about no. I mean, uh, they do. They have like a lot of the arts. The arts could be poetry, could be whatever. If you want to publish a book, maybe mm-hmm. you know it's the Arab. But you know, you have to some, know some, some, your some. audience and know. Um, like, let's say uh, recently we've submitted for a web series and we had a few choices, okay, to get funds. But the best one, maybe because of the theme or the construction or the format, led us to only apply to one, you know, not a, a, another grant or another grant. So you'd have to really read the guidelines and what they want and be really specific. Uh, sometimes it messes up with your creativity. But sometimes distributors and broadcasters just tell you on their page what they want. So once you create that content they want, you get their attention. And then maybe as a creative, you could actually push the limit and, you know, uh, send them in something different or closer to what you really want. Right. Are you finding that there's somewhat of a like a repeating narrative or like a a particular thing that that broadcasters and or the film industry is looking for in terms of filling a filling a a, a niche? Well, it, it's changing. You know, every year there's like a muda. So um, recently uh, here uh, we were talking about more. Uh, stuff related to uh, ageism, which is old people, or like uh, feminism movements started, you know, recently. So uh, all the web series or film castings or breakdowns, you know, you could see everything that's coming in are like roles for lesbians. And, and you know, I feel like the industry is shifting towards that. So everything that we're going to watch six years from uh, six months from now, maybe are going to be more feminist related lesbian related um well, lgbtq plus lgbtq but yeah 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 i mean you know but lgbtq had its its share uh last year no maybe before or the year before you know when the immigration and um syria happened mm. you know uh we talked about a, a lot about refugees and a lot of projects um went on uh, about that right i mean you also you know again you know this is the the fun thing right i mean it happens to a lot of um let's say people of color or you know people of different culture other than like caucasian right is that Mm -hmm. like you know you get typecast Mm -hmm. have you do you find that uh you know when you because you're an actress as well as someone behind the lens right (laughs) sometimes so so like you know you're auditioning you're like hi i'm bea i speak french and english and also arabic you know Mm -hmm. and then they're like yeah we like we envision you um, you know, as a terrorist, right? Like you're like the leader of a terrorist group. Well, they're not going to tell it to my face and they're not going to say we envision you. I'm going to get a breakdown and right. it's typically kind of stereotype, you know, Arabic women, veiled women, terrorist women, uh, you know, it's like you're directly typecasted. They will right. not see beyond. And it's it's been hard to break that. Uh, but I think this year with everything happening and the movement of like hashtag me too, uh, uh, feminism, black people, you know, diversity and multicultural ethnic 
kind of looks are uh, being more present also in projects this year. Mm. And sometimes there's still stereotypes of characters, but, you know, just to show you that, you know, this series has a lot of cast, you know, from, from different color or, but it, it, it's still not really at a level where you see like a black man who's playing a doctor, you know, you're still going to maybe see a, uh, I don't know, a, a Japanese man who, who has a camera on or right. know, that, that kind of stupid stuff that I don't really. Um, How do you feel of. about, you know, like, uh, you know, you're seeing a lot of the public basically being, you know, especially for major films, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know, why are we having someone, an able-bodied actor playing a disabled person's part, right? Mm-hmm. Um and, or it's like in a way the general public sometimes are like, you know, um, you know, this person, not only, not only should it be an actor, but it should be an actor that is actually the real deal. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, um, last year or before last year too, uh, a big wave of appropriation culturelle happened. So let's say, um, you're Latino and you you will just play a Latino. And if someone else is gonna, you know, um, playing your role and you're not a Latino, like it's considered appropriation culturelle and they be- made a big fuss out of this. Um, I think, yes, there's a respect uh, for ethnicity and stuff, but in, in acting and in film, you could actually transform things and there is no boundary. Like, yes, I would get a, uh, a disabled person to play a role of a dis- uh, disabled person. But, you know, if you have an actor and you can work with him more and it could be, you know, you would study the role and study all the body language. Why not? You know, uh, I- example, um, Recently, I've done a few series of reconstruction, murder stuff, and police stuff. And uh, the trend was not putting in actors into these roles and just hiring uh, real detectives, police people, and like paramedics people to actually do these kind of roles. So the acting community just went, no, you know, on on va donner des formations, we're going to give workshops for actors to actually know how to manipulate a gun and, and, you know, arrest someone and do some paramedic thing, mm-hmm. uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, there's always a war going, you know, always someone wanting to get a piece of someone else's job, but Hey, this is life. And this is 2021. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I can get it when it's like, for example, Scarlett Johansson playing the role of ghost in the shell. You know, but but I also understand, you know, why having a star actress with pulled because at the end of the day, it's fucking cinema, dude. People are trying to buy tickets, you know, like people want to go and watch a movie because they're like, oh, I know Tom Cruise. Uh, He can run really fast, you know, Mm -hmm. and and is intense. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm sick of name drops. You know the A class actors who you'd see every time and every time. We're not giving a chance for the others that are maybe credible and have as much talent. You know. What about Samuel Jackson? Okay, yeah, but you know, I I don't know. I mean, like, he's literally I, I you, you pop him into a movie and you're like, <laughs> this is gonna be a good movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
It's crazy how he legit, I guess that guy is just like, yeah, I'm down. I wonder yeah, what his agent's It's like. also going to depend on the story, the editing, the directing, uh, the theme, uh, where it's marketed, where it's distributed, you know, um, okay. how it's backed up. Yeah, sometimes the name of an actor could push your project, but... Probably get you grants. Mm, yeah, yeah. And funding. Do you really want to just work with these people or you want to give a chance to other talented uh, people too? Well, no, I mean, no doubt, you know, I mean, uh, I guess... You know, we, we saw that with like Nadine Levicky <laughs> in, in some of her most recent work that was mm -hmm. like, you know. I love that she works with non-actors, right. you know, because there's a natural there that you can't take out. It's harder to work with non-actors and right. um, it, it depends a lot of, you know, um, uh, organization and preparation and rehearsals maybe before or stuff. But sometimes they will... They will surprise you. Absolutely. Um, again, I'm someone who only speaks from like a TVC point of mm -hmm. view. You know, I've, I've never been in a... I'd love to. So, hey, maybe if you ever need like a bearded guy who's a rock band guy, you know, <laughs> hit me up. But like to bring the conversation back to back. like, you know, the challenges of, of, of doing and, and, you know, working in the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So like, you know... Is it absurd? Is it is this just an absurd thing, or do you think that this is like um, needed in order to prevent people from getting into uh, a whole heap of trouble? I mean, for example, the Raptors. I don't know if you you know you. I'm just gonna go and say you don't follow the Raptors. Okay, right, no. exactly. <laughs> but but basically, but I know they got COVID. Yeah, right? they all got COVID. And they're athletes, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're probably so, like mo very protected people. So, you mm -hmm. know, um, what of the the indie or whatever film industry out in in, in Montreal? Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's we're all taken care, I guess, and there's always a responsibility um, on on each person. You know, you have to maybe trust your crew. But there are a lot of procedures that have uh, been put by the CNSST and, you know, other kind of institutions for, like, health regulations. They've been following also the government, um, uh, how do you say, like, uh, what the government protocols. is saying, <laughs> protocols, and yeah. it, it changed, you know, since COVID started and now. But um, just to say, like, on a set, uh, now we have, like, zones so actors are in kind of zones and some of them you can't approach the zone just to cover them uh a lot of masks a lot of like um uh, uh um lavabo. like you, you can wash your hands and there are are stuff on set that uh, are just made for for covid you know like a transparency kind of uh, plexiglass in a kissing scene oh where right you, you were telling me about this okay oh, this yeah. is fucking this is interesting okay <laughs> so yeah you yeah. were telling me so like okay so there's a there's a romance scene happening <laughs> or not even a romance scene you're just like it's kissing kiss. your partner right it's a kiss and you have two actors and now, like, they, they're trying to get creative because, you know, they can't have people approximative uh, on set. And there's a rule. They have to wear their mask every, uh, all day. And during the scenes, they would remove the mask. 
and they have for each actor they're timed 15 minutes a day without their mask so you know you rehearse uh you set up um forget you, your you, lines <laughs> and then you you take off the mask and you you do your lines and when they cut you put on back your mask and and there's someone who's timing okay bea is on the seventh minute today uh <laughs> alan is on you know the tenth minute today we just have five minutes with him still without the mask so it's wow. kind of absurd uh but funny story you know we have two actors and they're doing a chant contre chant so over the shoulder and over the shoulder and you can see the other actor from here and there's a woman and a man and they want to kiss and they cheated the shot by putting a plexiglass you know and the camera's here so you can only see her 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 lips kissing the you glass know, faking faking a kiss and kissing a plexiglass right um yeah. So the whole point of being an actor is completely, uh, you know, without its yeah, perks. And scripts too, you know, as script writers uh, had to rewrite, uh, cut some scenes, rethink their story, you know, because of right. COVID. Um, there is now a, a new kind of um, crew uh, added to the crew list, which is a sanitary kind of person who would come and, uh, you know, desanitize things <laughs> and and it, it tell you to change your mask every two hours and tell you to wash your hands and register in the morning. Uh, and, you know, you have to write, you haven't been in contact with someone who contracted COVID or you haven't, you know, traveled or like these questions every day. And, and in the big productions like the American ones, some some people are tested five days a week, even if they're shooting three days, you know? So wow. and it's like 30, 40 percent. I'm um, in the wrong business. Well, I think we're both on, in the wrong budgets. business, Bea. We need to be in, we need to be in the uh, COVID testing uh, business, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? I thought about that, you know? I thought about that, but no, I, I, I like creative stuff. <laughs> Career change, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, damn. So, yeah, I mean, have you, what kind of, let's say, how have you used or utilized this time off in the lockdown? Like, I think here in Ontario, we're back on wave number three right now. Mm -hmm. So we're on mm -hmm. lockdown numero trace. And okay. um, so I'm kind of interested to know, like, w w were these lockdowns uh, conducive to you creating more and being like, ah, finally, peace and tranquility that I can work <laughs> on, on developing? Or was it just like, you know, uh, a terrible thing? Hey, Tamara up in the house. Thank you for tuning in. I'm, I've been trying to get her to come on the show, but she's low key kind of too cool for school. Yalla. Yalla. You know it's a I fun mean? show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, so, <laughs> thank you we should do that i'm gonna get everybody to say that come on the show please yeah, um, please. yeah yeah but so um, yeah were you in did you put yourself in creative jail and like something good came out of it or you were like mm, well actually both because um okay let's rewind 2000 and end of 2019 uh i started to prep on a film that's called Brain Freeze. 
and I shot till yesterday was my last day, you know, um, 18th of March. So Brain Freeze was a feature film that talks and it's going to come out soon. So I'm so excited to watch it. Um, directed by Julien Cafno and produced by Barbara Schreier. So Brain Freeze is a story about uh, uh, an island, Ile aux Pins, and they get infected and uh, this island is put on quarantine and the people started turning into zombies and like we've been hearing echoes about covid and virus and like i was shooting this film and we were on you know weird locations having zombies makeup around and like you know a baby zombie and like people a in quarantine baby zombie? yeah yeah what? it's a fun movie it's gonna come out this year Ugh. and then the 18th of march we had like four days of shoot uh, left and they stopped us because of COVID and it was just surreal. The like, movie is coming shooting, to life. Was, yeah, exactly. I was shooting something that's so similar to reality. It, it took me like a week or two just oh to understand God. what's happening in real life. But um, yeah, so after that, I stopped like a month or two. And then in May, I hopped back on the preparation of another feature film with Monia Shukri. A babysitter that's probably going to be in Cannes this year. Mm. Um, so babysitter went from May till October. And so my 2020 year was, you know, more or less, I took a break in April. I did music. I was creative. I wrote. I finished up a song that I released in September. Yeah, let's talk about that. We got E.M. Fadia. E.M. Fadia, yeah. E.M. Empty, Empty Days. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Em yeah. So. So, so just to finish up on, on your last question, it, COVID gave me, um, I, I didn't stop working in the industry, uh, and but it gave me also a couple of months to just relax, think back of my priorities as an artist and just you know, develop my craft and, and submit and pitch other um, uh, projects and also create uh, music. That's awesome. So yeah, let's play. I'm going to play your track right now. And then I want you to, sure. to, uh, to, um, you know, you want me to lip -sync? unpack it. Yeah. <laughs> lip sync and dance to it for sure. Uh, Yusef in the house. We got Chris Jor in the house. Hey. You know what I mean? We got, you know, Tamara, was good. Thank you for tuning into the podcast with Bea. We've been talking about, oh shit, could have been a disaster. Wow. What Didn't did mean you do? To, I like went to, you know, hit my knee like that and then almost ripped out all these cables and then ah. fucking, you know, but anyhow. Um, all right. So here we go. I'm going to play this track and hopefully I'm going to have to pitch it up a little bit so that it doesn't. Um, we don't get ripped off the internet because you're probably copyright protected. So. Um, pitching it up a bit, but here is E.M. Fadye by Bea M. Yay! I'm 
They're still burning shit. So who's on this track? What do you mean? Well, I mean, there's guitar, there's, <laughs> you know, like there's people behind it, right? Yes, of course. So uh, shout out to the great and talented Luis Oliva, who helped me uh, with the first arrangement and did the bass, the guitar, the pianos. We did everything, you know, at our small home studio. And then shout out to Radwan Ghazimumne, who actually rearranged and, you know, cleaned up a little bit my voice and stuff because it was all recorded in, in at home. I didn't record the song at a studio. It's and amazing that what you can do from home, by the way. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you're kind of pro, though, right? Like, you have a good mic and you have, a, like, a proper setup, right? Like, yeah. it's not, you know... It's yeah. not like you took like it from here and then you connected and then you're like, yes, and then you <laughs> no. did a song, you know, so. Yeah. And then for the video, we have like, I edited the video. It was all shots that I, I, I usually, you know, do a lot of videography and a lot of stop motion stuff and, and hyperlapse. And so I put the video together, but shout out also to Ellie and Stephanie and, um, dear nostalgia and everybody who, who, uh, helped me on on this project yeah dear nostalgia that had no correlation to nostalgia though right no no <laughs> she's she's an artist who does collage and, and posters and she's amazing you have to check her workout her, yeah. name, her name is uh, adra kandil she's awesome. based in beirut Awesome. Yeah, you should also, hey, maybe connect with Ming, Ming Wu, who's also yeah. a collage artist. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I actually also invited Maria Kassab onto Clubhouse. I'm hoping to see mm -hmm. hoping to see her on there, but bleh, I don't know. Sometimes with artists, they're not very social, you know, which is mm -hmm. kind of nice and refreshing about you <laughs> is that you're like really approachable and, and kind of like just a sweetheart. So it's like, Thank you know, you. it's it's nice talking to you whereas with other artists it's like <laughs> well I, I think art is meant to be shared and if if you go if i go back to what i studied actually i i did film yes but my my big my main major my major major was communication arts and media so it's how to communicate and you know exchange uh, many disciplines and genre together and put these artists together and that's what i'm trying to do in my art you know i don't consider myself like as a singer or you know or like i don't consider myself as just uh, a director or producer i want to merge all these disciplines in what mm. i do and it's gonna you know depend on on the projects that i'm putting on but if you have these kind of talents and and that's what's good about art you could touch base on on many little things absolutely and, 
you know, evolve. Yeah. Speaking of evolution and, 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 you know, everybody who's tuned in, um, by all means, guys, there is a question bubble. There's like a comment with a question mark next to whatever the, the send, um, if you guys could, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, we're at the halfway mark of, of the podcast right now. Hi. All, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, set, share the podcast so that other people can come in and view. Um, and also submit a question for Bea if you have one that you feel like I haven't or that we haven't really touched base on. Uh, I'm going to move things into somewhat of a, uh, I would say like... Um, you know, like a rapid fire kind of like, you know, stupid, stupid shit, but just like mm -hmm. interesting shit that like you could, uh, you know, uh, let us know about. So to get to know you as a, as you know, what your preferences are. Okay. okay. So top three, top to bottom rating, top three, favorite musical instrument. Top three. Or favorite musical instruments. <clears throat> uh, bass, cello. And uh, maybe something with wind, saxophone. I, lo I love everything with strings, you know, violins. Um, but what wind instruments too, like a clarinet or um, uh, oboe. You, you should definitely learn how to play bass. I think you, <laughs> yeah. you with the yes. thing and just like, you know, yeah, it'd be awesome. I'll put that on the list. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put that on the, you know. And plus, I don't know. I mean, it, it's guitar is such a horrible thing. Your fingers end up looking disgusting, you know, but you give good uh, back massages because it's like, yeah, you know, anyway. Okay. So next up, we've got uh, your your favorite three types of mena'ish. Mm, zatar. Okay. Zatar and Lebanese. Okay. Uh, and that's it, actually. Like my least favorite is Jimmy. You don't like Spanish? Um yeah, yeah. Oh, so you don't have three Oh, but that's not a manushe. Like Technically uh, yeah, it okay, is. Kind of. And for the kind English of. speakers out there, we're talking about these amazing Lebanese um, <laughs> or like, I guess, whatever you want, Middle Eastern pies. I'm not going to like, let's not have that debate where the Turkish people are like, no, yeah. you know, like, no, but, we're not going to But for that. the French people say lambajan, you know, the French say what now? Lambajan. You don't know. Lambajan. <laughs> well. Yeah, I see Lee. I see Lee writing. Awarma. Lambajun. Oh my god. Lahmajun. Yeah. yeah, man. I was in I was in, in Istanbul for the longest oh time. And I gotta tell you. Eh, you know. Anyhow, exactly. Uh favorite three types of Asir Taza or fresh juice for the English speakers. Uh orange juice. Okay. Uh, kind of basic, but okay. Pineapple mm, and anything spicy. with berries. Yeah. Was it? Is it? Do you have like a what do you call it? A magic bullet? Magic bullet. You yeah. do. Hey, <laughs> that's what's up. That's what's up. My sister is shouting out to Cafe Chateta in Montreal. Yes, they have great manaish. So anybody based out of Montreal, please try this. See, place. this is what I'm talking about. It's <laughs> like red wine. That's my favorite type of asiataza. That's brilliant. First time I've ever seen that. Yeah, um, he's right. You know, it's, it's taza. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, top three places for ice cream. Mm, oh, I'm not a big fan of ice cream. 
but uh, I would say might have to just delete you from the chat right now. (laughs) What? Who doesn't like ice cream? Like I used to like ice cream. Here it's like you have the gelato and creamy shit. But back in Beirut, you could have ashta and wedded and and also (laughs) oh yum. So not places, but tastes. It would be uh, ashta, wedded, and something with almonds. I love that. You almonds. are so not mainstream. It's Pistachios. unbelievable. Uh, the, no. like, you know what? The thing, the thing I don't like about wedded ice cream is it literally tastes like hand lotion, right? No. You're literally like, you know. <laughs> like the Johnson & Johnson yeah. shit. Exactly. <laughs> so gross. But hey, everybody has uh, their own taste. Be like, you know, we're going out for ice cream. Could I have the lavender, please? Three scoops of lavender. Uh, thank yeah, that you. would be me, you know, trying out something weird. Oh, my God. I love food. So everything that's okay. really experimental. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, hey, you know, <laughs> you know, not everybody's perfect. And uh, we witness this right now. Anyhow, uh, do you drink beer? Um, I came to know beer more here. You kind of have you to. You know, I didn't know that they ha- we have a blonde and a rousse and a blanche and a noir and a, you know, and when I, when I came to Canada, I, I got introduced to all these sorts of beer. I don't have a favorite brand, but my favorite beer is a rousse, which is like a red kind of color. A red uh, ale, beer. so to speak. Kind of, yeah. Me too. You oh, know, cheers. Yeah, cheers, cheers. Duh, haven't ha- I haven't been drinking much through this pandemic, even wine or anything like that, you know? I, I'm not a big fan of drinking. Period. I I'd prefer to uh, to, to toke a loca doke. Yeah. yeah, yo. That's what's <laughs> up. You know, elevate your mind, man. Yeah. Yeah. Elevate your mind. Okay, so then how about this? What's your favorite strain? Mm, I'm more of a hybrid person. Um, Um, this little bit of that yeah a little bit of this a little bit of that but sometimes you know when you really want to crash indica's good when i really want to focus or paint or you know i'll go for something more hype see this is the nice thing about living in the western world where you can actually utilize it becomes a utility (laughs) it becomes something that helps Whereas well, funny home- story about the pandemic. You know, we have SQDC, which is a governmental dispensary, which is legal. You could go into this place and have right. a variety of things, not just to smoke, you know, like right. things to put in food. I love food how you do and, this to let people know and- <laughs> this is smoking. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> things to put in food or, or you know, things, uh, just drops or like candy or things. Mm-hmm. But um, funny story, uh, recently... Everything closed down, as you may know. And when you go into the pharmacy, like they had straps, okay, over, let's say, certain uh, things. Uh, Let's say I want to buy, I don't know, a notebook or a card. And I couldn't buy this in the pharmacy because it's non-essential. But you could go to the dispensary or like SAQ for liquor. It's medicine, babe. It's medicine. You can't be like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's medicine, though. And that's what we're going to call it. We're going to call it medicine. Same day delivery. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I mean, look, for other people, they're like, shut up. But I mean, like, for real, there are like, you know, I mean, for us, it's recreational slash low key, yeah. maybe, you know, like you said, to help you sleep and to yeah. help you work. But it's crazy. You know, I, I wanted to get paint to paint. Non-essential. And I couldn't buy that because it Smoke was non-essential. Joint. But yeah. I could buy drugs. Right, 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 right. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> you know, there are people who have like their spine, you know, collapsed or something. And they're like, I yeah. need medicine. And so, you know, like for for real like but um that's interesting so hybrid huh is your Mm -hmm. is your go-to i can't i can't i can't i can't do anything other than um sativa other Mm. anything other than that it's like i'm gonna be too sleepy or just brain dead and Mm -hmm. uh shout out to sarah sarah for for tuning in uh perfect timing by the way um that concludes our like shallow little bit of 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 um rating top three things although we could i mean we could continue with two a couple more and again i would like to encourage those of you who are tuned in there are quite a few of you okay submit a question oh what is what's this little fella's name (laughs) this is sharif I have two boys. I have Anis and Sheriff. And Sheriff, because when he was a little dude, you know, he was like so like Sheriff kind of, you know, but he's gentle like Sharif in Arabic. And Anis, because he's like more royal and, you know, he doesn't care. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what it is about cats, but I have my own. I have my own hypothesis about people who like cats you know i i, I was never pets. a cat lady i right. i had dogs all my life and this is actually new it's, it's kind of sadomasochistic year. right to love a cat it's kind of like a masochistic type mm. of uh, experience what do you mean well you're, you're a sadist you love being hurt because the cat just will like <laughs> low-key like i love you also mm. fuck you dude no. <laughs> you know what I mean? no my cats are like so lovey and cuddly right. and, until and, they and don't care and then it's like <laughs> get off me slash i will bite you i didn't experiment that yet right but i i have some support here in the chat that could you know approve of that they're okay. not your average cats they're all mentally <laughs> deranged, but that's okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please uh, ask some questions for Bea so that we can enter. Just it doesn't matter. I want to enter. See, the thing is, is that I can only enter a Q&A when there's a question bubble. And that way it prompts everybody outside of this uh, live that we're doing a Q&A. So, hey, maybe be cool and do what the host <laughs> is asking you to do. Hey, thanks. Um, until we get a couple of questions. Um, what would you say are some of the Arab countries that are really pushing, um, let's say, film or, or alternative, uh, you know, independent films? Um, well, I, I've been away for a while, but I'm so happy of the progress that we've been doing in Lebanon. You know, these couple of years, we've been hearing more about directors and they are getting recognized in, in a lot of uh, international festivals. So... It, this is great because we had a movie industry before and now it's it's coming back. Um, shout out to the Egyptian scene, uh, to all of the countries that are trying to tap into this medium, you know, and, and trying to share these stories and, and you know, uh, of the reality sometimes or what we're living. And, and I'm really happy recently that... <clears throat> 
the industry in Lebanon changed because we had like a wave of like war, 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 war films. And now we're trying to break that narrative a little bit and just portray something else, which is which is great. Yeah, it's kind of the, a tired narrative. You you always see that. It's it's funny. You see like these movies called like Beirut or mm-hmm. uh, films like Homeland. You know, not films. Excuse me, like series, series. Where, they, where they they show like Humra Street, and it's mm-hmm. like basically a toilet, and they're like, look, yeah. it's Humra, and it's just but like this is propaganda, right? Like I I don't watch this kind of shit. You know, if you ask me about Netflix, I'm I'm not a big fan. You know, right. it's gonna. Maybe once a month I'm gonna drop a film, but you know, I, I'd, I'd rather watch something more real, more you know, more that portrays. Not gonna lie, man. Real. Not gonna <laughs> lie, I sometimes get exacerbated by independent films. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, sometimes someone's like, "Let's watch an indie film," and my mm-hmm. initial reaction is. I'm so tired though. It's like, I'm going to have to like really focus and, and, yeah. and be like, yeah. be like, you know, sometimes I just want a pacifier, like a soother for my brain, especially like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So here's a funny thing, right? Uh, a blockbuster film that came out on, uh, on Amazon prime, I think. And it was called Greenland and it was with Gerald mm-hmm. Butler. And here it is. We're in Lebanon and it's like, there was an explosion and there's coronavirus and it's a pandemic <laughs> and it's a film about the end of the world. Like as if we needed, you know, like, and, and anyway, mm-hmm. couldn't have come but at a worse time. Sometimes like the, uh, diversity, like the diversity? Uh, entertaining in, in, no, I mean, uh, diverse, uh, entertaining stuff are good. Right. You know, I, I used to, uh, when I had, you know, zero brain juice, I used to put on uh, <laughs> That's my a, life. A, a Decor channel, you know, like the BBC or, or here in Canada, we have HGTV. Oh, yeah. And just Home like binge watch, binge watch decoration shit yeah. and house flips and, yeah. you know, just do. Hi, my name is Sandra and we're going to really have to rethink about this, uh, this supporting wall. And then it's like, hey, my name's Doug and I've been doing construction all my life. And you're well, I don't know. We're going to have to go over budget if you want the house of your dreams. And then it's like, you know, anyway, your yeah. sister asks a question, which is possibly favorite my color. favorite thing to ask ever. Your favorite color. Make it, make it indie. What, what would you... What would you see me in? Like, what would you? I mean, green think? seems to do you well. You're, you know, you're a green kind of. You, well, I'm not like I don't front and say that I have. What's that? <laughs> what's that condition where you can like taste color or you can mm-hmm. hear color? Color. It's like okay. synesthesia. I think is that no what it's idea. called? I synesthesia, have no where you're like you listen to music <laughs> and you're like. Seeing colors, oh, chocolate, um, you know, or or whatever, you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, no, my favorite color is blue, but I think uh, it changes in phases and moods. And right. so, when you're young, yeah, yeah, you would stick to a color. But now I think black, whatever, whatever black. you're feeling, darkness, you know, hundred percent. I get it. Yeah. Um, we have a question. We do have a question, and it's from Sarah, and she says, "What was the most ridiculous thing you've been asked to do work-wise by a client slash director?" Mm. 
Good question. Because, you know, when you work in, a, in production, uh, the director is always going to fight for what they want. Right. And you, as a producer, you always want to cut stuff. Um, but I think uh, once in Lebanon, I was asked to uh, pop, pump up my lips and like redo my my face. Your if flat I ass to. lips weren't and, cutting and like it. you know you know push up these boobs if I wanted to go on TV because I had a um, an idea for a show and they wanted me to present it and I, I said no, thank you. I'm not going to change myself for How this. How dare you? You bold, independent <laughs> thinking person. How dare you? Yeah. That I mean, I guess that's, you know, yeah, I I remember being um, you know, on set and and they asked me, "Hey, can you um lose weight and mm -hmm. and also shave off your facial hair for this one <laughs> commercial?" And I said, "Yeah. You couldn't pay me all the money in the world <laughs> to do either of those things." But if you want me to gain more weight, <laughs> I'm your man. So, but that's normal, you know, cutting hair, shaving. Uh, it's part of the role, no. like and part of the cast. You know, no. once when they cast you, they should write in the yeah. breakdown. Should be shaved. So person. you know, so you wouldn't even apply if that's there. You know, shaved, bald. I don't know, um, but. Yeah. Sarah know. says that they wanted her to get a nose job for radio. <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, especially because radio is not anymore, you know, and I, I think if I'm not mistaken, she does go on lives yeah, quite a bit. So, you know, you kind of have to be, you know, what's mm -hmm. so, you know, I definitely have a face for radio. I don't know mm -hmm. about you. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It needs to be said. I'm going to say it. Let's, let's keep these questions going because uh, genius. Okay, here we go. We got Jamil asking, do you work with motion picture film or just digital? And if so, which do you prefer and why? Uh, both. If you are talking about like shooting in 35 millimeter or 16 or... Uh or uh, that kind of thing with negative and reels. Uh, I had the opportunity to work on a couple of films that were shot uh, with pellicule, so negatives, and also digital. Uh, both are fun. Uh, each are different in the preparation and uh, the time you, you set. Uh, with film, you rehearse a lot before you actually, you know, shoot because you don't want to... Waste tape. Uh, waste. <laughs> Um, and, and in digital, I guess it's, it's fun because you can see what you're shooting and, and with, uh, uh, all the logs you can get on, on these digital cameras that could give you a certain effect or stuff. And it's always sur a surprise in, in analog. Um, so both are fun, but both are very different also. Have you ever considered filming on an iPhone? Like some of these cool independent dealios that come out there, you know? Oh, um, I haven't. Um, I haven't personally, but like things for web, yes, of course. And now with all of the technology and the 4K on the phone and stuff, I think if you want to create something, now everybody is... Uh, is able to do that because we all have cell phones and this shouldn't be you know your 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 this should be your starting point 
and and not refrain yourself saying oh i don't have a good camera or the best equipment yeah but low yeah. key though huh like cameras phones have come a long way though right yeah like, initially and you can put lenses and you can put filters and you can put you know uh, 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 microphones and like the setup sometimes with a matte box and and all the filters you can put on it, it's crazy yeah like yeah i mean we've come a long way since the nokia days or flip phone days <laughs> where we're like phone. filming these were the best uh, <laughs> uh, I, I disagree but you yeah. were cool you know if, I, yeah. if you had a flip phone oh my god i did the worst <laughs> thing in the world so uh, like i'm i met this guy he was a producer uh the first time I met the producer slash director of this documentary that we did for our tour uh, for, with the Black Lips, uh, he had a flip phone and uh, I needed to, to make a call and I took his phone and when I was finished with it, I did that classic clamping of the phone and he looked at me like, I, you know what I mean? Like I was like, like, <laughs> like that and he was like, oh, what? And I was like, oh shit. Like I thought that's how you closed a flip phone, you know? And he was mm -hmm. like, mm-mm, 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 mm-mm. <laughs> So I, I can read Eggie Paw. Equipment doesn't get Grammys. Um, sometimes, you know, you need a Steadicam or, or something specific, but no, it, it, it's not that, you know, right. you'll be judged on story, on narration, on directing, on acting, on editing, on a lot of things. 100%. And say uh, la flaca again with a, a, a deep question this time. Uh, as a woman, what are the main differences you've seen between working in the Arab world versus the slutty West? Respect. I think um, here there is uh, more respect. Uh, I, I think it's a sleazy business anyway, you know. Uh, you have people that want to, you know, uh, get you, you know, sm not smash you, but like bring you down because you're a woman and, and they don't really whoa, think whoa, that's whoa, incredible. Whoa, 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 men or, are talking, or... okay? <laughs> but I think here I feel uh, respected, liberated. I feel like I can do anything and it, it you know, I, I'm, I'm equal. Like in, in the Arab world, I always felt like I had to have a man backing me up in a pitch or a man uh, on my side if I, you know, just not to have these kind of uh, or, uh, you know, that, that kind of thing that when you want to be professional and the other person is not taking you seriously, mm. um, yeah, I don't miss that. <laughs> Facts, yo, that's, that's some real shit. And, um, you know, Respect for you pushing things. Uh, we got lo loads of questions now. Ooh. Loads of questions. Bring it uh, on. Okay. We got Nadim Fahuri asking, any new projects in Lebanon or for Lebanon? Um, yes, some. I can't talk about them much. Mm. But uh, hopefully in the next uh, year or two uh we'll be collaborating with a couple of people in the film industry there and trying to you know either co-produce or uh, just do something there okay we have uh someone who's asked this question about 17 times okay. uh and, and and for sure we're gonna address it uh scrivar faith scrivar i think the name is also maybe again faith scrivar okay. faith 
scribe our faith, scribe our faith, sorry, uh, says, hey. Hey. What's your favorite animal? Um, maybe a leopard. <laughs> or um, or uh, maybe uh, I was a scout, so I have a totem. And the animal they gave me is called a uh, margay, M-A-R-G-A-Y. And it's kind of a small feline. Right. She also asked a pretty fascinating question. Uh, what do you rather be, a girl or a boy? So, uh, you know, that's interesting. Do, have you ever have you ever been uh, considered for a male role? Uh, no, but I wouldn't mind, you know, because when you're in character, you're playing that character. Right. But, of course, I would consider myself... I'm going to uh, stop you right there. A woman, and not a no, girl. no, 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 no. Okay, and are you ready? Okay, here's yeah. the thing. So your 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 name is no longer Bea. It's now um, Basam. Okay, mm-hmm. and you're Basam the uh, Natur. Okay, <laughs> okay. and and uh, there's an issue with the power, and you mm-hmm. need to tell me. You need to tell me. Okay, so and y- your name's Basam. You're on a tour, and go. I What do you want me to play in that? more manly. Let's let's make it a little bit more manly, okay? No, no. No, you want to do it. In my experience, in my, I don't do improv, you know. Oh, really? I need to really study. Study the role, his background, when he, what, what he likes, his personality, so I could. Adapted and and just play it. Uh, well, <laughs> missed opportunity. <laughs> That's all good. So uh, yeah, let's see if we have any more uh, interesting pussy questions. power. <laughs> yeah, pussy power. Shout out to the Montreal yeah. film crew. Yes, Booyah. working hard. Booyah. Amazing Booyah. Booyah. creatives. But up, but up, Hold on, let me do that DJ cool thing. All right, hold up. I'm not gonna blast your ears. Yeah, 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 shout out to Montreal Film Crew with Bea M. What's good? You're listening only here for the Wi-Fi. It's fucking been one hour and seven minutes, you know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. Hope you guys are having a nice time. And, you know, uh, keep it locked in. Share the podcast. And uh, we got one more question from Gabby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Follow up for EM Fadi. Gabby Lashkar. Mm-hmm. Gabby El Ashkar. Ashkar. Uh, yes. Uh, follow up for EM Fad. It would be a side B, Shta'na, and some other things that are cooking. Uh, I'm still undecided if I want to do an, an Arabic album or a mixed kind of language album. Uh, some restrictions here in the music industry, if I wanted to, let's say, file for grants and it's like a French grant, so I'd have to like do only French songs and vice versa. If I wanted to uh, do something in English, I would have to like prepare a bunch of stuff in English. So I'm trying to understand how to mix and match these three languages and implement Arabic because, you know, these are my roots. So, yes. There you go. Well, I mean, you know, I think that I've seen you doing a couple of Instagram lives of you with your your setup. Um, you know, us artists, uh, performers, musicians, 
you know, um, until things clear up and we're mm-hmm. able to go on stage yeah. and uh, and perform, you know, one of the ways that we stay sharp is by doing these uh, Instagram lives and these interviews and just, you know, kind of uh, keeping on top of people's minds, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just touching base, saying, hey, hello, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know? So yeah. shout out to to everybody. If you are new to uh, Bea, please do check out her Instagram um, and, you know, hey, maybe also give her a follow a- across all platforms. Yeah. What, what would you say you're most active on? Would you say that you're like a Facebook person, an Instagram person, a clubhouse, a Twitter, a Twitch? Mm-hmm. Not yet. Twitch. I'm sorry. I had a phone call. How? How dare you? Dare you? Um, so yeah, I, I would love to try out Twitch. Uh, but I, I'm more active on Instagram. I think uh, my Instagram feeds my Facebook, Twitter, not so much. Uh, Clubhouse starting. Right. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's see that's that just go further goes to show you as to why it is that I'm trying to do what I do on Instagram and also mm-hmm. you know um you know Spotify and things like that. Richie's trying to get yeah. me on YouTube. You I would think that you'd be like okay. super active on YouTube as well just being like you know, doing doing little clips being like hi that's it's Bea and I'm here to tell you about my new project. You know, yeah, um, I, I find it difficult to put all that time to, you know, actually edit and, and be online. And I uh, in the creative process, you know, you need time to to sometimes I disconnect totally just to be able to focus on my artistry. And I think with social media and having many platforms and you have to feed them and feed them. It's, it drains you. It drains you. Well, you know, someone really wise said, yeah, someone really wise said, like, I mean, like, for example, if you don't have, if you don't use Twitter, like I really Mm -hmm. don't, right. (laughs) Then fucking don't have one. Ditch it. Yeah. Ditch it. And I was like, ah, it's kind of fascinating, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, but I don't know. Uh, I I like to cast a wide web, but, uh, Mm -hmm. and and hope for the best, you know, kind of like fishing with dynamite, you know? Yeah. But, um. Well, hey, cool. Hey, cool stuff, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to be having, uh, you know, Shireen from uh, the mm-hmm. HIA sessions. Yes. Hopefully next year you will be part of the HIA I live sessions. I hope so. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. for those of you who don't know. I heard Natalie's uh, interview yesterday. She was amazing. Yeah. She has horrible camera positioning. <laughs> De- definitely. Yeah. The whole interview, it was like. So uh, I'd like to tell you about uh, this thing we're doing. But, and, you know, uh, you should have told her, hey, Natalie, go back. Are you kidding? You, know, you shouldn't have left her. Are you kidding me? Yeah. A fucking feminist podcast where I'm like, eh, excuse me. And, you know, interrupting a woman speak. I don't think so. Not today. Yeah, you, you would, you know, you would like see the um, a parenthesis opportunity to do that. But, yeah. 
You should. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, no, I, I did tell her as, as much as I could, but for whatever reason, she kept on, uh, you know. <laughs> I think she was holding the phone. Yeah. I was like, what are you and doing? It's, uh, it's like an hour. You know? Yeah, it is an hour. Poor, poor Why would you do that? You had all the whole time to prepare. It's okay. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, man, um, for sure. Um, uh, tune in tomorrow. I leave it to you. You know what I'm, I'm I leave it to you to kind of uh, promote what you like to promote, encourage people. Mm-hmm. Hey, maybe endorse your boy's podcast and, and tell course. people, you know, all the good things. Well, yeah. Well, basically, um, thank you, Alan. I recommend everybody uh, who's on this or who's going to watch this later um, to follow up this amazing podcaster and artist. And I think that you're rehearsing for something with your band. Yeah, look, also at soon. look at that. Here's a, a, a studio tour. Okay. Yeah. So, so we've got... Uh, you know, the PA system there, we got bass and, and all the stuff. And I'm hoping. That's really nice. Thank you. I'm hoping. So to- shout out to you. And I'm going to just say thank you for everyone who, who's been on or who's going to watch us later. And if you like what I do, just follow my pages on Instagram, Beatrice Mochaber and BAM Officiel. And facebook and if you're um if you want to collaborate i'm always open to you know discuss and in any kind of artistic endeavor you know in film and production and writing and developing and painting and in singing and in anything in music i think art is meant to be shared and art pushes uh the boundaries and um like it could um, break down walls and um, bring bring people together so yeah yeah well cool stuff babe thanks so much Thank for coming you. on the show uh everybody hit those hearts hit those hearts <laughs> come on show us some love magic 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 <laughs> Let's see. There's like a delay. No, there's a delay. I promise you. Oh. They're going to see it right now. <laughs> there it is. That's one. Oh, man. What? Ain't nobody. Yeah. One like. Beep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Oh, there I it is. I can see them coming. But yeah. it's okay. You know, no hard feelings. Yeah. I, All um, the hard feelings in the world. How, what are the, the people? Man, why are you on the pod? You know? <laughs> yeah. There they come. That's Thanks, my mom. Guys. Yeah, yeah. That's the best thing to do. Here now, see, I think there is a huge delay. That's what yeah, it is. So is don't feel bad. It's okay. The internet. <laughs> the internet is the internet. Anyway. All right, Bea. So, Yellow. We will let you go. No, yeah. More. <laughs> yeah get, get on Clubhouse. We'll do a follow up thing. I don't know how, how yeah. your Saturday is going. Okay. Uh, uh, bisous. I'll try. Okay. Bisous. You too. Thank bisous. you so much. Everybody who tuned in. Love you guys. Yeah, man. You know what the deal is. Bye. Right. Bye bye. Let's get you <laughs> off here. Hold on. Oh, let's do it. And removed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wrapped up, man. We got this thing wrapped up like a shawarma sandwich from the bar bar. You know what I'm saying? Podcast is done. Thank you. And uh, listen, for real though, if you enjoyed this shit, I really honestly need y'all's help. All right. You know what I'm saying? I need y'all to kind of spread the good word. So I'm asking you directly, you, the listener, you, the viewer, you gotta fucking, when this thing comes out for Bea, you know what I'm saying? 
You got to share this shit into your stories. Click that thing, man. Help support this podcast. What do you think I'm doing? I'm not monetizing this. I don't like, honestly, I'm all it is that I'm getting out of this is meeting cool people, talking cool stories and doing whatever. Hey, maybe later on in life when there's like, I don't know, 10,000 followers, then I'll consider about fucking monetizing this and actually, you know, uh, whatever. But until then, man, honestly, just, I like, having conversation with people, meeting y'all week after week, Thursday, you know, without, without a, you know, without a break, man, I've been doing three podcasts a week. Do you understand? Not even fucking Joe Rogan be doing three podcasts a week. Not a lot of people be doing three podcasts every week for months at a time. Um, but you know, it works out for the Instagram. That's, that's, you know, Hey, hey, hey Sarp in the house. What up? Rough chop. Yeah, man. So tomorrow, let me tell you, because y'all, y'all need to know about what's going on tomorrow. Okay. We're talking about the He Alive sessions. Okay. We're talking about Shireen. Let me see if I can't get her photo and hopefully it doesn't explode, explode the, the, the live, but there she is. One of the other halves of the He Alive sessions tomorrow on the podcast, we're going to be talking about, you know, the, the 21, revolutionary female artist that did a 12 hour marathon for the he alive. It's pretty crazy, man. You know, um, a big, huge shout out and tip of the hat to these wonderful women making shit happen for, uh, the female artists coming out of the middle East and Swana. This is a new term that, um, I like hearing a lot more, you know, it's not just middle East. No, it's Southwest Asia, North Africa, you know, because, you know what I'm saying? You see, as soon as you say Middle East, bro, people are like, uh, you mean where all the problems of the world derive from, right? So sometimes by saying Swana, it's like, oh, that sounds interesting. Swana. Whoa, Swana. <laughs> wow. But anyhow, tomorrow on the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in. Have yourselves a great afternoon or evening or whatever. And, uh, We'll see you soon. Ciao.